Hi, my name is Todd Adams. What's your name? This is Kathy Adams. And this is a show that is being dedicated to you, the listener. Yes, because we've gotten several emails over the last couple weeks asking questions, and we just have to dedicate this whole show to answering those questions. And you know what they say, if one person has a question about something, it's likely that other people are thinking it. I thought you were going to say, wherever you go, there you are. That too. That's true too. But it's like in a class, you know, when you were afraid to raise your hand because you thought it was a dumb question. Mm -hmm. It's not a dumb question because if you're thinking it, probably majority of the class is thinking it. So yeah, we are going to do this and I think we're going to have a good time. We're going to keep it a little bit lighter. Right. Last week we talked about rush and heaviness and the week before was about sexuality with your kids. Not to say that these topics that we're about to talk about are not important, but we're going to try to have a little more fun. Well, how about we go deep, but we stay light? Yeah, let's go deep and shallow. <laughs> let's go light and dark all at the same time. You know what? That's what we are as human beings. That's right. We're part light, part dark. More light for me. Right. Well, I think everyone likes to show their light, and that's what we need to shine, but that doesn't mean that we don't have dark feelings sometimes. The shadow. The shadow. Ooh. So let's get into it. We're okay. going to start with this question from Maria. Okay. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> okay, so um, Maria, uh, talking about... and we're, So we're using people's names? Yeah, just not their, their last name. name. Okay, just the first name. Okay, so Maria's question is about um, they have a dog, and the dog is sick, and they're considering putting the dog to sleep, and they have young kids, uh, six and five. And um, she's just wondering what the you know our thoughts are What's about that. What's our protocol? Like, what, what is she going to tell them when the dog is no longer at home? Mm -hmm. Because obviously the kids probably won't be a part of the, mm -hmm. you know, being there when the dog, um, you know, needs to be put down. Yeah, because but, they're five and six, so they can't yeah, go into the room no, or No, probably not. Like that. Um, but, you know, I, this is going to sound really simplistic, but the truth. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily the details of the truth, but that the dog um, was ready to go. Yep. And again, when, you, we're, when we're talking about things like this, I always struggle a little bit with writing about death and talking about death. It's kind of like sex because mm -hmm. everybody has their own... They bring their own their stuff own to the table. Their own stuff to it, you know, if, if it be from their culture or their religion or their own personal experience. And so the language we're using, try and listen to it. Um, but then try and use whatever words you like to work, you know, like some people like God, some people like universe, some people like heaven, angels, right. just use what words you want to use, but try and take the, the meat of what we're talking about here. Right. Okay. So you would agree with me that you just tell the truth. You say yeah. the dog is no longer with us. Because the kids will see through any BS you throw their way anyways. Right. And eventually, kind of like you with Spooker, Spooker when yeah. your dog disappeared. We just got home one day and my dad said, yeah, Spooker's gone. And then that was it. <laughs> well, didn't didn't he Thanks, tell you that, that, that Spooker was on a farm yeah, or something? Yeah, he said it. But like we were already like, John was like 12 and I was 10. Oh, like We knew so the whole knew. farm trick. Right. So we knew that Spooker <laughs> you, just went away. You can't get played like that. No. Um, so basically telling the truth in terms of the dog um, had a great long life. Mm -hmm. the, dog, the dog loved us so much and we loved the dog so much. Mm -hmm. But it was time for the dog to go. And of course they're going to say why, why, why. And then that it is. And maybe you say I don't know. I mean Ooh, I do like you that. have to know I all like the that. answers? I like that. I was going to go into a deeper 
um, you know, discussion about it, but I like the very, because honestly, do we, mm-hmm. you no. know, we don't really have the answers for that. No. Sometimes we try and define it and say it's this because of this. And so we kind of close the book on it, right. but really, um, there is an element, not just an element, there is a mystery Yeah. and we don't really know. But what we do know is that it was time for the dog to go. Well, and I think the most important thing, and this is something we talk about every week is allowing the sadness to come in. Yes. Your kids are going to be sad. You're going to be sad. I don't, you know, I haven't had a dog since I was a little kid, but I know how heart-wrenching it is. It's devastating. And just allow the grieving process to go. I know Todd and Laura had one or two shows because they had a dog that was, like, totally a member of their family. And they had to put the dog down, and it was devastating to them. And they dedicated a whole show to that. So Go to parentingunplugged.com. And check out their right. um, their, yeah, their archives. archives and see if you can find that or show. Or you could email us back at comments at zenparentingradio.com, and I'd be happy to send you the link. I'll go find it if and, you want. Yeah, maybe look on our Facebook page, right. too. Um, so one other thought, you know, we're getting into the why, why, why. The most important part, like Todd said, is to allow the kids to be sad about it and to give them an opportunity to process it. Like, I don't know if you listened last week, but we talked about when our fish died, which, again, I know is on a different level. Moment of silence for Fred the Fish. We already did. You oh, didn't do sorry. Moment of silence okay. for Fred the Fish. How about a deep breath for Fred the Fish? All right. Deep breath for Fred the Fish. Fred. I loved Fred. Love you, Fred. He's still around us. I miss you. I do. Um, and we, what we did is when Fred passed, uh, you know, obviously the girls were sad and asked a lot of questions, but then the majority of our time was spent on talking about how much we loved him, how much we appreciate him, how he'll always be around us. We drew pictures of him. We posted the pictures up where he used to live. And um, these are all tools that you can do with the dog. With the dog, yeah. You know, draw pictures of him. Let you know. Because let, kids don't, they don't have the words yet. No. Especially a five and a six year old. No. But they know how to draw pictures. And if they say things to you, like they feel like the dog is still around them or that they smell the dog or they heard the dog. Don't say that's ridiculous. Don't, don't tell them that's silly. Because we know kids might know a little bit more than us adults do. I, I, I mean, and again, this is all opinion, but I really believe kids can feel those things. I believe everybody can, but mm-hmm. adults kind of have too many layers on them so they don't pick up on it. But kids do feel those things, and um, we have to just allow them to and yep. say, wow, that's wonderful. Yep. See how much the dog loved you. And so, again, truth you don't get, I love Todd's thing about saying we don't really know, but then allow them to be sad about the loss and give them a way to process it. Right, because really, and then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, your, your kids are asking you to explain what is unexplainable. I mean, right. I don't have any clue what happens when we die. I mean, I think I have some hopes. Right. But we really don't know anything for certain. Right. And for us to speak about death with complete certainty would be a lie. You know what I do say, though, that I believe that, and this is my heart belief, that we go back to love. Right. That we we are love and we come from love and then we go back to love. Some people say we go back home. Mm -hmm. Some people say, you know, we just go back to. Can I give um, something that Rabbi Rami explained that I thought was really beautiful? Um, He was talking about, like, with kids, you can have a, a. a rope. Right. And then you can have a long rope, like one's holding one side, one's holding the other. And then that's life, right? Mm-hmm. You tie a knot in the rope and you can say that's like a person mm-hmm. or that's like a tree or that's like a dog. Mm-hmm. He is of life. He comes from life and he's this piece. Right. Now, if you undo the knot mm-hmm. and lengthen out the rope again, life is still there. Love is still there. But the knot has become a part of the rope again. Right. So... 
I, I hope that makes sense to you guys. Basically, we come from something. Right. We are always of that. Right. And we may right now in our human form and our dog form and our tree form, whatever we all are. We look a little different. We look different, but we are still a part of that rope. Mm-hmm. And then when we die, we may, we stay with that rope. Right. Well, the knot becomes untied. And we become a part of life. Right. And so, you know, a part of love, a part of love. And so those are the kind of words I use with my children is so there is no fear. You are, you are safe here. Mm -hmm. And when that time comes, you know, when you're, we always say when you're a hundred or over, you know, to give them that sense of long life is you will go back to love and back to life and we're, we'll always be connected. And so that sense of your children knowing that they'll always be connected to their pets or their, um, you know, people who have passed on. For me, is very important. It's not about having all the answers to why. It's that it's all love. Well, and one other thing that I'll say that we have not done and I would encourage other people not to do is we did not run out and go get another fish. No, no. And I would hope that people that lose a loved one, um, you know, a pet, pet. you don't go out and get another dog right away to cover up the feelings. Right. It's that's so typical. That's what we do in everything. Whenever we're having strong emotion, it's so uncomfortable that we either cover it up with going to get another dog or eating or going out and getting drunk or smoking or whatever those tools are is because we don't want to feel what just happened. And the best thing we can do for ourselves to keep us healthy and, and wise and growing is we feel that experience and move forward from there because then we move forward in health. Mm -hmm. If we, if we try and cover it up, cover it up, cover it up, and then try and move forward, we're still stuck in that. It's like something, it becomes a part of our shadow talking about the shadow and we, we never deal with it and it comes out in different ways. And so I think we should move on. Let's move on. Um, so I, I, we're going to talk about Dave's question next, but I want to give my quick shout out to tree of life, chiropractic care. Yes. We marched in the St. Patrick's day parade over the weekend, even though it was on March 10th Yes, in our hometown here of Elmhurst. And we just love having them as a, as a partner. Um, my one quick chiropractic type story is, uh, my friend Jack asked me, um, Todd, your energy level has been so great since you began wow. yoga in the last six or nine months. And I actually thought in the back of my mind, I've been doing yoga for three years, but he's noticed a difference in the last nine months or so. Mm-hmm. What have I been doing for the last nine months? Chiropractic. Chiropractic care. Wow, so if that you, is cool. If you want to become a better basketball player and have more energy on the court, you go uh, to Tree of Life. <laughs> and also, we, Todd and I live in a suburb of Chicago called Elmhurst, and two ladies that I know from Chicago are now driving here to Elmhurst to see Dr. Kelly. Yeah. So there's some, you know, Probably she's, she's Dr. worth it. Yeah, Dr. Kelly rules. She rules. And they're figuring that out. That's right. Everyone's going to soon. She's right. not going to know what to do with you know herself because she's going to be so busy. Don't be a schlep rock. Go see Dr. <laughs> Kelly. And don't be a schlep rock. Get a poofin. Yeah, poofin.com. Poofin.com. Can't forget about them. A lot of birthdays in March, so go to poofin.com. I know, and a lot of charms around our house. Mm-hmm. Skylar has been there. I keep finding them in the mudroom. They've Mul- become her little toys. Multiple charms. I know, multiple charms that go in the poofin. So go to poofin.com and check out those beautiful star pillows. Last but not least. Avid. Avid. They are running a St. Patrick's Day <laughs> special. What you do is you call them up and you say Zen Parenting Radio and they will be very special. Just call, I, you should do this. Call up Avid Company and say, you know, if you need your bathroom painted or something and say, Zen Parenting told me there's a special. That's right. And say, I demand a special. Okay. And, and that, they will respond very specially. They were, they're great people, so they'll love it. 630-956-1800. Um, Avidco.net. All right. So let's move on to Dave. Okay. Dave's a big fan. But okay. He, he's wondering if we can talk about setting limits and consequences. Um, and tips for defiant behavior. I feel like we talked about this. We probably have. Well, let me just say this. Uh, this came up the other day at a presentation. As far as defiant behavior, 
one thing that I want to say about it is that you define behavior is it can be, um, uh, it's how you feel about what they're saying to you. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about if they say this, then they're wrong and they get scolded. Right. Because some, because you and I talk about a lot how children need to speak their mind and say what they're feeling. Right. And you know, and it's okay for them to get angry. It's okay for them to get sad. And a lot of times we correlate that with being disrespectful behavior right. when really they're showing emotion. I kind, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like when the girls are talking to me, if they're getting frustrated about something, that's okay. But there's this line where I feel like, okay, yeah. now yeah. you're being disrespectful with your words, right. and that is, and not so much defiance, but that is disrespect. And I am okay with you being angry. Mm-hmm. You know, your frustration is fine. It's normal. But the way you're talking to me right now does not make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I use a lot of I, 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 meaning instead of you, you, you are wrong, you are bad, you are this, it's a lot of here's how I'm feeling by right. the way you're talking to me. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of an old therapy trick, you well, know. And I would say just create, like, we, we kind of have this uh, Pollyannish view of ourselves and our kids and how we always have to be making the right decisions and how screwed up that is about mm-hmm. how being human means making bad choices and wrong choices. And we have to create the space, leave the room for our kids to make bad choices because that so is so part of the learning process. And if we try to squash bad behavior or bad thoughts it's okay to have them and and even the definition you know i always jump on you about this but they're not bad right they just are negative thoughts i don't know what the term is what i mean is that being angry is not bad right there's nothing wrong with being being frustrated is not bad um feeling jealous is not bad it doesn't feel good it's a part of our personality that we don't like as much but when it comes out you know you and i were just having this discussion last night when we're having a feeling about something that doesn't feel good, the best thing to do is talk about it, be able to release it and let it go mm-hmm. versus I shouldn't be feeling that way. And that's what we do to our kids. Our kids come and say, I'm mad about this or I'm angry or why did you do this? And we say, don't talk to me that way. You don't have permission to talk to me that way. I don't want to hear that from you. And they squash it down and it becomes a part of, they feel bad about mm-hmm. themselves. Like they feel not normal. They feel like there's something inherently not right with them because they had that anger. And the truth is we all have it. It's not about having the emotion. How often can we say this? Can we say this every week? It's not about the emotion. It's about what you do with it. And so our job as parents is to help our children make good choices or take a breath between that anger and what they're saying so they can actually make a more conscious choice instead of just going on autopilot with the anger. Mm -hmm. And we have to role model that too. Yeah, we got to have it in ourselves in order for us to expect it from our children. And I think a lot of times we try to, I don't know, once again, hold ourselves and our kids in a higher standard that is just not... It's not. It's uh, not realistic. It's not realistic. Thank and it's you. and we're not like that. Here we are, grown people, and we're not always holding it together. And yet, when our kids fall apart, we're like, "You're just so defiant, and disrespectful." Right. And that doesn't mean there's not consequences, like no. you said. But, sure. But the consequences need to come from a place of calmness or right. peace. And if you can't, if you're not there, then get there, and then engage in the consequences. And not a place of being offended, right. because oftentimes we're offended because of our own baggage yeah, from your our ego history. Just got bruised. Exactly, and so we say, well, if you're going to say that to me, here's what I'm going to do to you. Right. And we start to get into this game and this tug of war yeah, it's with like a them. Cat, cat and mouse. Yeah, thing. like you're, you start to, you know, headbutt about things, and that's why they become more defiant. Because honestly, 
my belief system is that a lot of defiance comes from not being heard. Mm -hmm. You are not hearing me. You are not validating me. You don't see me. You don't know who I am. So if you really aren't going to look, well, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, they'll get your attention. One way or the other. One way or the other. Being very good or being very bad. Right. But they'll get it. Right. And this is for very young kids, Mm -hmm. two and three year olds. Right. You know, they're going to, if you're not going to give them that space to kind of learn new things Mm -hmm. and, you know, walk on their own, they're going to be defiant. Mm -hmm. Say, listen, and then 13 year old, obviously, and then older. And so one thing we have to remember, um, and again, we're speaking generally about this, but remember that with our children, regardless of their age, this is a relationship, okay? So we're creating a relationship with them. So sometimes that means, you know, it's not all about do as I say, control, you know, always mind me, you know, if you say this, it's a relationship. Think about how you relate to your parents or Mm -hmm. you relate to your spouse or you relate to your friends. There's give and take. There's allowing them to have uncomfortable feelings and and you being uncomfortable and knowing that's okay and and figuring out new ways to communicate it's not about they don't listen to me all the time so they are defiant right and i don't even think that's what dave here is saying but we kind of got on a tangent but i think i think he might get something out of that and hopefully somebody else did too okay good before Uh, we move on to the next one we talked before the show about what Zen parenting is all about, what we have to promote and offer to our oh, community. Yes. So why don't you start saying, well, talking about that? Well, one thing that Zen parenting is doing, and Zen parenting meaning Todd and I, yes, we are Zen because parenting. Because Kathy, Kathy has her whole other side of the business. But for this show, we're deciding to focus on what you Zen, and I do together. So my business is the self-aware parent. Todd and I together are Zen Parenting Radio. And what we offer is here, in, if you live in the Chicago area, Elmhurst area, western suburbs, um, we do uh, family yoga mm-hmm. at the Daily Method here in Elmhurst, and we do it every second Friday of the month. We did it last Friday, and it was so fun. Yep. It was had, so fun. Yeah, we had a really good turnout. We had a great turnout, and we have a great idea for next. Uh, we're going to talk more about feelings and how to deal with feelings and, and things like that, and I think it'll be really helpful for kids and for the parents. And that's on April 13th, Friday. The 13th. The 13th. In celebration of Jason. What was Jason's last name? Celebration of, oh, Jason. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. How many people know Jason's last name other than my wife? Because I have seen all, I, I went through a horror movie How come time. everybody knows Michael Myers, but nobody knows Jason's last name because, other than you? No, because in the first Friday the 13th, it was the mom. Ma- Mother I, Voorhees. Did yeah. we call her Mother Voorhees? What they I call didn't her? Call, I just called her the mom. <laughs> She was a little uh, deranged. Yeah. Um, but people forget that in the first one, it wasn't Jason. Yeah, Jason didn't do anything. I, m- the scariest part of my life in the first 10 years was when Jason came out of that water. Yes. Oh, my end. gosh. Because were you expecting it? No, not no, at all. You was, thought she was in a I'm, dream. I'm actually, I'm, I'm literally scared right now Are you thinking frightened? about that. Yes. Are you? That was such a You want to know what else scene. is crazy? What? That was filmed not too far from where you and I live. Isn't no. that Camp Crystal Lake? I don't know. Yeah, Crystal Lake is I'm just northwest. Now. Are can you we really? Stop? Yes, we can stop talking about it. Um, but that's Friday the 13th. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, did that have a song, <laughs> Friday the 13th? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see, Halloween was my... Beedy, beedy, the, the, the piano thing. one. I know. You haven't gotten your piano out in like three working months. working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm talking about the one you used to play on the show, remember? The keyboard. The keyboard. Yeah. Anyway, um, Halloween was the one that scared me. But Friday the 13th, April 13th is our next family yoga. It's at The Daily Method. And we'll post it on our Facebook page. But you can go to the website, Daily Method, um, Elmhurst. And there's a phone number and you can register. Okay. But there's that. And then we also... Todd and I do presentations. We together. do. Together. Yep. And... 
I think they're good. Well, we just got our feedback from the one we did, the YMCA, and it went really well. Right. And when I say I think they're good, what I mean is not like we have all the perfect things to say. No, we do. <laughs> but I think we, you know, people can ask, ask questions. We have an open discussion. It's very similar to the show, but we're doing it interactively. Right. Um, you know, we talk about things we do on this show, but we have a discussion. And as you know, Todd and I don't always have the exact same perspective, even though we're definitely on the same wavelength. Yeah, if, he... we, if we differ, um, usually mine's a little better. <laughs> Sorry, am I distracting you? Um, not at all. But okay. basically, what you know, I feel like everyone at least gets heard in mm -hmm. some way. Where maybe my answer doesn't resonate, but yours does, or vice versa. Right. So if you have an organization, a school, a book club, a parenting group, and you would like Todd and I to come talk, we would love to be there. And call us soon, or email us. Um, what's our email? Comments at zenparentingradio.com. And call us soon because for spring we need to know pretty soon. Yeah, we're actually, we, we have a schedule coming up. So yeah, the earlier the better. So um, get in touch with us. But anyway, we, and also couples groups, with Todd and I both there, I think it really helps if you really, are, if you are a mom and you'd really like your husband or, you know, to listen to this show, um, having Todd there kind of helps. Mm -hmm. um, having him there at a presentation really helps bring the men well, into and, the... Well, and if the right circumstance came about, we'd be happy to travel to go somewhere, too. Especially if you live in Hawaii. Yeah, if, you, if you're in Honolulu <laughs> or Maui, give us a call. We'll be happy to hop on a plane. Actually, we would travel, wouldn't we? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I've done that I've done that a few times, but very not not as far as Hawaii. I know there's a few uh, people who have said, oh, I just wish you guys were closer. Well, Why we, is hey, it? we got an airplane. That's we right. We got an airplane. That's right. That Southwest Airlines. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, zenparentingradio.com. Go to comments. Comments at zenparentingradio.com. And then if you have any other questions, because this is kind of a question and answer format for this show. So if you have more questions, throw them at us and we'll do our best to work them in. So. Okay. So going on to the next issue is about, I, I like this. Well, first of all, let's make a comment about, we did a show about how children were not supposed to, we, we believe that kids who are really young shouldn't be in rated R movies. Right. We did a show on this like about two months ago, right. how we were tired of going into really scary scary movies and seeing infants and two-year-olds and three-year-olds sitting right. on the floor covering their ears. So in the state of Illinois, and I don't know if this is national, mm -hmm. but kids cannot, kids under six cannot go to rated R movies with their See, parents anymore. I thought anymore. this was a classic cinemas um, rule. I don't think oh. it's a state of Illinois rule. But, oh, it's classic but, cinemas. But classic okay. cinemas said children under the age of six will no longer be permitted to R-rated features at any time, even when accompanied by a parent or guardian. Woo! We require applicable general admission tickets for ages 6 to 11 to all R-rated features by eliminating the discounted child ticket. So basically, so you, they're just saying you can't... You pay for an adult. Right. And that is before a certain time, right? What, no, what does that the, say? The deal is, if you are 6 to 11, in the past, you've been able to get in at the cheap price for those kids. And oh, now they're saying is you pay so a full ticket. under 6, you can't go. Correct. 6 to 11, you pay full price. I love it. And the thing is, is, is it's just, it's not because Todd and I are so disrupted by children in the theater. You it's are. That, you make me move seats. Well, I'm disrupted not because they're making noise. I'm disrupted because oh. I'm sad that they're there. Yes, that's why. So it's like, it's not disruption like, oh, I'm here and I don't want to hear a baby crying. I'm fine with that anywhere else. But when I'm in a scary movie that's the last place I want to see a child, it's very unsettling for yeah. me. Makes me very uncomfortable. So I'm glad that they made that new. So thing. Uh, hats off to Classic Cinemas for adopting such a policy. Okay, no, good. let's talk about Annie. Okay, let's talk about this. So let's talk about when your children are um, having struggles. Mm -hmm. 
and you are, you know, regardless of their age, they're struggling with something and you really are feeling them. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling, some of the language you used was you're feeling broken open right. by what's happening to them. Right. You know, say your child is being bullied or say your child is being, um, you know, not treated very well in class or say your child is really struggling with um, academics uh, or not getting on a team that mm -hmm. they want to get on and you're really feeling them. And totally understandable, right? right? We've experienced that yeah, before. Your heart gets heavy. Your throat, you get a lump in your throat. It hurts. It hurts. Because you're watching someone you love so much hurt. Right. But one thing I will say, easier said than done, but it's good to practice, is you really can't help your child if you are coming from that place. Right. If you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, just like they are, then you, the, the language I often use, um, my friend Annie gave me this language and I love it. You, a different Annie than the Annie who's asking this question. You can't go into other people's darkness with them or else you can't show them the light and mm -hmm. help them out. Right. So what I mean by that is if someone is hurting and you decide to go down that path with them and hurt, 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 like your kids are just struggling and so you start to suffer too, how do you be a strong, grounded force to help them out? Right. How do you be someone who's who can give them hope and optimism that it's going to change? See, but now I feel like there is a space for um, a contradiction or a paradox of that because at the same time, we always preach about how you have to feel your feelings. So if your heart gets heavy and you, you're, you're sad because your kid gets bullied at school, we're here in one, one part of the conversation, we're saying feel your feelings, but another one's saying, no, you got to rise above the feelings because you need to be in a good place in order to help your kid. Right. But I, it's not so much about rising above your feelings. I totally hear what you're saying, and I'm glad you brought that in. Okay. It's about you can feel your feelings, and you can be sad about it, have some tears about it, grieve about it, be sad about it. But you can't stay in that place, right. meaning you really owe it to your child. Or to, it, it, let's talk about this just universally to who's ever struggling, who you would like to support. Mm -hmm. If you decide to take it on your shoulders, I always get visuals with this kind of thing. If someone's hurting and you're like, okay, I'm going to carry that burden for you, maybe for a little bit, maybe if they need a little support in that moment, you carry it, but you've got to be able to set it down right. because you have to be able to lend them a hand and not a hand that's also drowning. Right. You know, it's kind of like if someone's depressed, this is something, a real basic thing I learned as a therapist. If someone is depressed, you can't get depressed enough to get them undepressed. To make them feel better. You right. can't. If someone is sad, you can't get well, so sad and to it keep goes them to from like, getting unsaid. You know, some people uh, carry the weight of watching the evening news. Like yes. They watch evening news and they'll feel sad and, and you can't feel sad enough or bad enough to make the problem disappear. Well, and I think what we have been trained to believe, especially women, is that what compassion is about is feeling mm. other people's feelings. Right. It's okay to feel other people's feelings, but if you carry them around, it's a disservice to you and the other person right. because you can't you can't help that person unless you are in a good place to help them. So like that's something I've had to learn personally in the line of work that I do is when I'm with someone, I definitely feel it. And yes. Sometimes I need to come home and have some tears about it. But then I've got to remember to get grounded, to know that's not mine. Mm -hmm. That's not mine. And the best way to help them is to not take that on right. and to be grounded enough and strong enough where I can reach out my hand and say, I will help you come up well, rather than I'm going to go down there with you. Well, and I think what you're talking about is have the awareness, have these awarenesses, mm -hmm. but then practical tools, like I'm trying to think of what you do. You let it out, you cry, right. you talk, you, about you talk it. to me about it, you go upstairs, you take a bath. Right. I mean, there, these are some practical things I you write can about do. it, I journal about it. Um, sometimes I, you know, read affirmations, you know, look at some quotes. Sometimes I, um, 
I go exercise, yeah. I do yoga, I meditate. And the, the whole process of that is so I can get back to myself and know it is not mine so then I can help. See, again, going back to what people think, I think they think the only way to show they're a caring person is to carry it. Mm-hmm. If I love my child, then I'm going to feel just as sad as they are. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to say is I want to give you permission or give you an awareness or something to, to think about for yourself. It's more loving to not take it from them, but to help them come through it instead of like go down there with them. Right. Well, and and I think what what I'm saying in different languages, what you've been talking about the last five minutes is it's a disservice to you and to them if you think that you're just going to go down this trail with them and all the baggage and all the feelings. And get angry too and get sad too. You're not helping yourself or the other person. Right. You are not. And and, But see, again, um, third time I've said this, but it needs to be repeated. I think that's what women have been trained to believe mm-hmm. is that if you, and maybe men too, if you, if your child hurts and you don't hurt with them, then you're a bad person right. and it's okay to have the emotional experience. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad for them. Have your tears. But then you've got to be the person who says, you'll get through this mm-hmm. instead of, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to grovel down here with you mm-hmm. and cry about it and, and have it become my problem. It's not your problem. Right. It's theirs. You are their parent. You are not supposed to live their life for them. You are supposed to give them tools to get out of that and mm-hmm. to move through it and to give them hope that they're, that they can do that. And the only way to do that is to role model it, mm-hmm. you know, and to show them. I'm with you. There's a few times when you were, you were kind of stuck on your words. You said, you can't, you can't. I thought you were going to say, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> that is true too. That's right. I know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's about time we go see A Few Good Men again. I know. I think Tom Cruise kind of bugged me in that movie. No, he was really good in was that movie. Was he good in that? Maybe it was Demi Moore who bugged me in that movie. No, she was really good. Someone bugged me. I don't know. Maybe Jack Nicholson bugged me in that No, movie. he was really good in that movie. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a good movie. Okay. It was a really good okay, movie. Okay, maybe we should don't watch Don't forget about again. Kevin Bacon. I, I liked him in that Smiling movie. Smiling Jack Ross. I know. Kevin Bacon is good in all of his movies. He's um, a favorite of what mine. What about Ren and Footloose? These, that's my favorite. Footloose is such a good movie. Original. I haven't seen the second. Why is his name Ren? Because he's Ren. What kind of a name is Ren? You have to have a a different name if you're going to come into a town and shake it up. You can't come in as like Joe. Like wear a tie to school? Right. You got, and then you got to listen to the police. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) And your bug. Yeah. And your little bug. And then you talk back to the state cop. That's right. And then he takes your license and and goes under your chin. Yeah. That's right. You know, we got to watch the remake. (laughs) Well, that's why I said I haven't seen the second one. I don't want to see it. I do. I do. I do. I've heard there's a really good line dancing sequence. Let's not see it. And then we'll learn how to do it. Let's not. Okay. Say we did. Okay. We're out of time. Okay, let's finish up then. So we any, are anything for um, no? We already we already promoted We're everything. We're taking care of. We we finished we with good. a little footloose action. Okay. Now I gotta cut loose. Oh jeez. I think we should just go. Kick we should just fade Sunday out. Shoes, so this is Kathy Adams, please, and that's Todd Adams. Have a great week. <laughs> Jack, get back.